A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things that you believe to be impossible are, in fact, very much an ontological possibility? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, it is terrifying. You see, we, we are at the fringe of the map, and there's more than just dragons. You pull into the Bismarck Goldfields. The gate you notice is unlocked and open. You're not sure if Jennifer did that earlier or if it's always just unlocked and open. You've not actually properly seen it from this side. No, I've come through the back yeah, and had a little survey the and then... Came back around. This is the, this is the field that uh, Jude cuts through to go home. Mm-hmm. Well, when he was alive. Yes. Before he was murdered. Yes. Jennifer pulls up by the administration building and everyone starts getting out. As everyone gets out, Jennifer list, uh, goes through, like you can tell, it's like a, re, like a very well-rehearsed spiel or whatever about safety precautions. What you're about to do is you're about to tell me what Jennifer says about safety precautions. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening. Okay. If you're not paying attention, then you're a little surprised when she comes around with a uh, plastic tub. The tub has several phones oh, in it. Well, no, I saw the warning in the bus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I take my phone out, drop it in. Do you hold on to anything that could carry a flame or electronic devices? I've got a first aid kit, but that's not with me. That's back mm-hmm. at the... Uh, what I have brought it with me? How big is it? Uh, you can't put it in your pocket. No, well, then in that case... It'd be another it thing that would be visible. Yeah, yeah, no, I've just got the baseball bat. She collects everything, and you see that on her uh, like on her belt, she has a bag full of old-looking cameras, uh, uh, like disposable cameras. Nice. Would you like a camera, she says? Why, yes, I would. Thank you. She hands you a disposable camera. Uh, there's, uh, they're complimentary, she says. Wow, thank you very much, Miss Paladino. Uh, a bunch of other people in the group take a complimentary camera. Not everyone, but most people. Oh, uh, while you were in the old fire station, by the way, Gabriella from the Work Friends bought that T-shirt. That yeah, she no, good. To get. Great, excellent. She is now currently sporting a, I went to Burungong and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> she seems so happy. Oh, boy. Boy. Everyone is kind of just like funneled around the open areas. She takes you around the administration building. Uh, and inside the administration building, you can see... She, she unlocks it as you're going in. You can see inside the administration building, there's like, you know how they'll, like, preserve a building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. is covered in dust. You are not allowed to touch anything. I assume you don't. No, no. Yeah, you can see that, yeah, there's, you know... This- it's an administration building. There's a couple of desks. There's a big... Something that has obviously been added is that there is a big board with, like, newspaper articles cut out and put into it. 
from the history of the Bismarck Goldfields. Do I recognize any of the newspaper articles from any of my readings? Quite a few, yes. Several of them are about the accidents that happened here. Miss Jennifer, how -hmm. long ago was it that this administration building became defunct? Um, About 50 years ago, she says. Right, but it was being used up until that time. Basically, I'm trying to get a timeline of events for um, what happened to my librarian friend when she came to meet her dad at the goldfield. Jennifer walks over to the board and she points out the article talking about the barn hall, not the barn hall, the uh, Bismarck, Bismarck gold, uh, Goldfields closure. Huh. Is there an article about the attack? That, Which that, one? That, um, the, what's the librarian's name? I've gone completely blank here. Oh, no, that happened at the barn hall gold mine. Ah, uh, that's right, barn hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was, yeah, no, that's right. I, re- I, I learned that, but I already booked in to go on the Bismarck Goldfield. Mm-hmm. Huh, well... Thank you very much. About 50 years ago. How long was the Barnhole gold, gold mine? When did that become defunct? About the same time or a little bit later? The Barnhole gold mine? 1991. All right. So a bit more recently. Why, why did one survive and the other had to become defunct? Was it the sheer number of lawsuits and accidents pending based on the problems that undertook between the Warren families of the two mines? I did... Read a little bit in the library the other day to learn up on some history as I found it quite interesting, this kind of urban warfare that took place. So many unsolved disappearances and, and murders and injuries that were attributed to the other side, but may not have been that at all. I believe the officially stated reason was, oh wait, are you asking for the Bismarck Goldfields or the Barn Hole? Why did the Bismarck close before the Barn Hole is my question. The official reason, there, officially there is no reason why one closed before the other, but the Bismarck Goldfields officially stated that uh, their closure was due to um, a lack of material to dig up. However, in actual fact, she keeps gesturing to, there are more news articles that you have already read that yes. discuss this. However, in actual fact, the Bismarck coal and oil company the parent company of the bismarck gold company was uh in a liquidation of sorts yes yes i read that the other day um miss jennifer one of the things that i found interesting in my reading was the fact that you know the idea that the barn hole and the bismarck had this feud because it was believed that it was the same or vein of gold and it was always disputed no they are two separate locations it's two separate veins but most people around here, the mines connect anywhere. Uh, so the mines, in theory, many geologists have claimed that the mines do connect at uh, several points. However, it is believed that anytime the mines connected, the Bismarck Company covered it up by causing a collapse of some sort or just ordering people to fill in those holes. It is impossible, though, currently to tell if the two mines are connected because it is simply too dangerous to dig down there. There is, in addition to the gold seam, it has been discovered that there is a gas seam also buried beneath this, uh, where we are right now. And unfortunately, the gas is very volatile compared to regular gas seams. This one, she gestures to like a scientific article as well. This one you haven't read. It The scientific article is... Very cerebral. You imagine it wasn't taken out of a newspaper, but out of some sort of scientific journal. 
And it's not incredibly readable as well. So it's a scientific journal from quite a while ago. There's a lot of technical jargon in it. Yep. Uh, But Jennifer explains to you, the gas coming out of the area here is too too disruptive to use as a proper source of energy, and it simply causes issues. The smallest amount of flame can cause an explosion or any type of electrical spark, and these have caused issues in the past. Hmm. It is, yeah. So it's just really, really dangerous to explore, basically. I understand, yes, yes. Thank you, Jennifer. You're very welcome. If you're interested to to see, we will the part of the tour will take us close to that area. However, we will uh, there, there isn't really a lot to see. She says, "No, no, I find it interesting. I do have a question for you, just on the nature of all this. Now, you know my reasons for being in town, and you've probably heard some of the unusual things that I've been talking about and my interests on tall tales or the Australian colloquialism known as a furphy, ma'am. What ghost stories are there in the mines? Uh, Well, there's a long history of miners reporting hearing sounds, especially late at night, sounds from deeper in the mine. You tend to hear these stories coming more out of Bismarck rather than Barn Hall. The Bismarck workers were not treated as well as the Barnhall workers, and a lot of it is just chalked up to people working long hours and being paid inadequately. Yes, Miss Jennifer, but to that I put to you this. While that may account for some of the things, I have always been of the belief... So, Jennifer interrupts <laughs> you. Let's move on to the next area, shall we? Just quietly to, no- well, just quietly to myself. I don't know if anyone else hears it. Yeah. I just say, smoke and fire. Jennifer begins funneling the group out of the administration building and towards the entrance to the hole uh, to the uh, gold mine I yep follow along has anyone anyone attempted to try to make a conversation with me Adam everyone's there hanging out with each other yeah yeah yeah. I'm just a weird dude with the baseball bat yes actually speaking of I need to keep up appearances Uh, excuse me sir I address this to George Casper George Casper the man who understood Mm mm-hmm I'm wondering if you could do a countryman of solid. Why, yes. Uh, would you mind taking a photograph of me with my bat out the front of this administrative building? Well, of course. I strike a pose. <laughs> he takes your disposable camera and takes a photo of you outside of the administration building. The flash is on by default. There's like a... Thank you, George. You're very welcome. He hands you back the disposable camera. So what brings you to Baragong? Ah, the missus wanted a vacation. And you came to Borogong. Rightly did, yes. It's a a driving tour. Right, you're cross-country. Yeah, uh, we're camped not too far from here. I say camped. It's a caravan park. Lovely. Now, George, have you heard any tall tales around the caravan park about Borogong while you've been staying in here? No, we're we're quite far from here. This is a day trip for us. About a two-hour drive here. Lovely, wonderful. Well, as you are, I will not keep you from your lovely wife. <laughs> he laughs and gives you like a look, like a like, like he wants to make a joke about how he doesn't love his wife. You know, the classic old man sort of. Yeah, joke. yeah, that great staple of humor of yeah. husbands and dads that they hate the women that uh, they chose to we marry. We hate the women in our lives. Man, nothing worse than my wife who I 
love. Nothing worse than the mother of my children. Ah, oh, what a fucking bitch. Tell you what, can't live with him, can't live oh, without him. Man, All my right. wife, dumb fuckhead. <laughs> As you're walking towards the entrance to the uh, gold mine, one of the, uh, oh, I'd say Blair, the girl from the young couple, points at a, just outside of the fence, you can see that there is a, a wooden box set up with a lock on it. She points at that and then asks Jennifer, what, what's that? And Jennifer says, oh, it's a, it's like a ranger box. They're not really used much anymore, but back when this was a lot more wild, people would store things there if they you know needed to come across them and whatnot. Do you have a map of where these other ranger boxes are? Um, I don't think there is a map of where they are. Hmm. They were placed here basically before the... Well, they were here before either of the gold mines were. Right, and they were used by bushrangers. Bushrangers at first, yes. And now hikers. Yes, hikers... Well, hikers a while ago. Hikers don't tend to use them anymore. How do you get a... How do you get access to be able to open those boxes? I don't know. Um, You might be able to ask... I, I don't think you can. There might be some people around town who know, but yeah, it's a they're uh, they're all coded uh, with like a combination lock. She says, "Oh yeah," she kind of addresses this more to Blair than to you. Yeah, even though I asked, it's great. Yeah, I love this dynamic. I, I roll with it. Thank you, Jennifer. Do you just you still just following the group? Yep. You start doing a tour of the gold mine. It's a, I, I wouldn't describe it as labyrinthian, but there are a lot of nooks, crannies, passageways, and double backs, double blinds, and stuff like that. Do you try to keep track of where you're going? I do, yes. All right. I should I have brought the that. salt with me. You should have brought. I have a bag of salt. Ah, yes. Can we pretend I was ma- really clever and brought it? <laughs> you can if you want. No, nah, that's cheating. All right. You can make a resolve intelligence check to try and remember where you've been. So that's um, six in total. Can I put a bit of mayonnaise on it? Sure. Mark off a point of willpower. Thank you. You definitely remember where you've been. You could backtrack if you needed to. Great. Uh, Jennifer takes you through. There are several, uh, it's just kind of historical stuff. None of it, it's either stuff that you already knew or stuff that just doesn't interest you. She'll talk, a, a lot of the tour is talking about gold and how it, when it's, what happens after it's taken out of the ground, what it gets used for, stuff like that. At one point, there's like gold, a gold seam in the wall that had never been dug out. And there's like, you know, lights displaying it and stuff like that. She gestures to it. People can go over and touch it and stuff like that. You could touch it if you want. I do not. The entire time you see a lot of signage saying no open fire or electronics allowed, explosion or flame risk. Then at one point, you so most of the tunnels have been fairly well lit, but you come to a point in the tunnel where you can see it slowly becomes darker and darker. Jennifer turns back to the group and says, so what's going to happen? We're going to go down the next part of the tunnel. Those of you who want, however, can go, because it's going to be dark, can go around. She just just to a, like a side passage. That side passage will just take you directly to the other side of this tunnel. So what happens is, because of gas leaking, we can't have electronics or open flames in a lot of places. So this part of the tunnel is completely dark. There will be a chain that we hold and make our way down. I promise you it's very safe, but 
if you don't feel like you want to be blind for a little while, I very much understand. Hmm. How many people are choosing the path well lit? George and Mercy are going to go down the dark one. George for uh, toxic masculinity and Mercy um, uh, because it sounds exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, George is actually terrified and Mercy's not. And I love this dynamic a lot, Adam. (laughs) The group of work friends all are going to go down. The young couple, Blair doesn't want to go down the dark passage and Alex is bored of all of this. So he's going to go with her when they go down the other one. And after some conversation, all of the kids from the Chinese family and the cousins are going to go down the dark passageway and the two adults are going to go down the lit one. Excellent. Uh, The guide, uh, Jennifer, is going to be going down the the dark one. Of course, of course. Which one are you picking? Oh, Adam. Adam. Mm -hmm. The dark one. All right. There's a lot of conversation in the Dark Passageway, either from people who are excited or from people who just want to keep talking so that they don't think about how dark it is here. But it is absolutely pitch black in here. I'm at the rear. All right. So the way it works is into the wall, there have been like... Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hammered in uh, pittance, and through the pittance, there is a chain. Do you know what a pittance is? Yeah, I know what a pittance is. So... Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't born yesterday before they invented pittens, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, a pitten? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> through the pittens, a chain has been strung, and you're holding onto the chain, making your way down. The chain is kind of like loose, and it's designed so that anyone could really hold onto it. So uh, she, the ten year old, even she can hold on and follow along. So you, at some points, kind of have to bend over just a little bit just to keep track of where it is, unless you put your hands on the wall, I guess. But you are, as Jennifer said, not allowed to let go of the chain. But obviously, she doesn't know if you don't. Do you let go of the chain at any point? I get my baseball bat and I stick it out to my right. Do I hit wall? 
Oh, to the other side? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. are actually currently on the right Okay, wall. so I stick it so out to the left. stick it out to the left. Uh, your baseball bat... It's highs the, or lows? Uh, highs. Yeah, you touch wall. Okay. So I can, So what I do is, as I'm walking along, I leave the baseball bat out there just to tap the uh-huh. wall as I go so I can gauge if suddenly there is not a wall because maybe there's another tunnel or something like that. Well, that happens. Immediately? Not immediately. The passageway, she said, uh, Jennifer says that this dark passageway is going to take you like five minutes. And I would say maybe at the minute two, then you feel nothing. Great. Adam, mm-hmm. I let go of the chain. All right. We're on. I still have my disposable camera. You still have the disposable camera. How many camera? photos are on this disposable camera, Adam? Let's say, well, 32 it was. Now it's 31. And I haven't taken any other photos. Mm-hmm. Great. Excellent. So knowing that if a flash goes off, Jennifer will know where I am. Mm-hmm. I feel my way into, I guess, where I assume this opening is in the tunnel. Yep. And I just sort of duck inside it and wait a beat or two. Um, no, I don't need, you don't need a roll. You, you weren't really talking, were you? Nah. Who was in front of me, though, is the question. The person in front of you would have been... I'd say it's the group of work friends. Gabriella, Izzy, and Florence. Florence was the one right in front of you. They are, all three of them are in a really in-depth chat about, I don't know, a scene. I'm trying to think of, I don't know, like a video game that has a scene like this. Maybe they're thinking of a video a video game. I don't know if you've heard of this game called The Unfinished Swan. Oh. It's an indie game. I don't know. It's a little, this is Adam flexing his, his video game knowledge muscles. Did this so game exist in 2014, Adam? <laughs> it's not a new game. The Unfinished Swan. Apparently it's a little popular, so maybe maybe this isn't that impressive. Uh, October 2012. So it would have been out by now. Good. So they're talking about The Unfinished Swan. In The Unfinished Swan, you play a character who... Um, Are you a swan? No, you, the way that you can't see the world around you, there is physical objects in the world, but the way that you navigate is you throw paint in front of you. The paint splashes and makes like an area visible because you can see where... So the, the entire world is white and the paint is black. Huh. So you can see where the black paint splashes. They're talking about how this reminds them of the unfinished swan. Nice. None of them notice that I've left the back no, of the thing. they are not paying attention. Powerful. Yes. I wait a bit. Oh, eventually they're, they become more and more distant. I walk a little of a ways through the, like down the path that I've gone down mm-hmm. and I take a photo of it, hoping that the flash will illuminate enough so I can see something. That happens. The flash illuminates the passageway. You see the passageway in front of you is about the same size as the one you just left. Yep. It goes downwards pretty steeply, not incredibly steeply, but it goes downwards, and you can see that there is a chain on the right-hand side, the same as the one that you just left. Huh. All right, well, I move over to the right-hand side and grab the chain. Mm. I follow the chain down, Adam. This chain is not the same as the one that you just left. This chain does not look like it was made for tourists. It doesn't look like it was made for anyone. There's still a bit of slack to it, but you do not need to bob down for this one. The chain has a lot less give. Not no give, but yeah. So how how far do you how long do you want to progress until you do something? I want to progress. Does anything happen if I just follow this chain? You follow the chain for uh, how long are you willing to be away from the rest of the group? 
You follow it for like a minute and you don't, nothing changes. You're just going down. I take another photo. The area illuminated. I'll get you to make a wits comp now. You cannot hear anything. The people are gone for you now. Uh, Wits comp is five. What I love is that, is Jennifer going to (laughs) care? Yes, of course. If someone dies on her watch, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, fair. The flash illuminates a little bit more in front of you. You can see that you're only like maybe a few steps away from the bottom of this passageway where it levels out and you can see that there's maybe an inch of water there. I go down to the water. You step into the water. Your feet are wet. I flash again to see if I'm in like an open space or... You flash again. You can see that there is a passageway that goes in front of you and it ends at a fork going left and right. Through the, like along, and the water is all through this area. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not prepared for water. How deep is the water? It's only like an inch. Oh, well, that's where you are now. Yeah, that's what I mean, Adam. I've, I've done temple raids with hidden water challenges. I drown a lot. I drown (laughs) a lot in those games. Tomb Raider, man, Tomb Raider, Uncharted. (laughs) Ratchet and Clank, before you get the ability to breathe underwater. Sure. It's really. Skyrim, maybe? Yeah, Skyrim. Before you, before you get the ability to breathe under... Wait, can you breathe underwater in Skyrim? If you're uh, Argonian, I believe. Oh, man. I'm not. I'm a yeah. I'm a cat. Yeah, cats I mean, can't breathe underwater. No, they can't. I've tested it. They just die. You're not allowed to my cat anymore. <laughs> I'm making that a rule for this house. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it. I'm, at this point, I, I'm going to just go. Let's go. You keep moving. Because Adam... Today is not the day that I die. <laughs> you keep moving forwards, and I'm going to get you to make a athletics dexterity check, which I believe is a chance die for you. Uh, I don't think so. I think uh-huh. you'll find it's a, um, yeah, it's a chance die. You trip and fall face first into the water. You take, let's say, a point of bashing damage. Oh, I've lost health. Yeah. Wait, how does it work again? So bashing damage is basically the weakest damage you can take. Yep. Uh, that's kind of superfluous, cuts, bruises, that sort of stuff. And you will heal bashing damage of the rate of, I think it's one point every 15 minutes or an hour. I can't right. remember. So I've lost, I've lost a point of health. Yeah. But I will get that back yeah. in 15 minutes to an hour. So as bashing damage starts to slowly fill your health bars... When it gets to it, if you can, if you will, imagine your last three points of health as having a negative one, a negative two, and a negative three above them. Yep. Whatever your last three points are, imagine that above them. When any damage enters that space with the negative one, you take negative one on all actions. Same for negative two, two negative same three. for negative three. Yeah. Cool. When you are full on bashing damage, when you're taking negative three to all actions, you need to make a check to stay conscious, but only once. After that point, you start taking lethal damage, or you immediately take lethal damage if you're, like, shot or something like that. Some weapons just deal lethal damage. Same rules for negative one, negative two, negative three for lethal damage, but when you are full on lethal damage, then you need to make a check every round to stay conscious, Hmm. and you start bleeding out, taking aggravated damage. Lethal damage heals at a rate of one per day, and then aggravated damage is 
It's really difficult for a weapon to deal aggravated damage because that's the sort of thing that it maybe is permanent. Things, the sorts of things that deal aggravated damage are like an explosion, yep. a flamethrower. You are not dead until you are full aggravated damage. That's when you die. Okay. Well, I've just had bashing damage. I'm all right. I'm just got a sore face and I feel like a fool. Yeah. You take one point of bashing damage. You tripped on tracks. There are tracks in the water. Train tracks? Yep. Like for a minecart. Hmm. Start using the bat to feel the tracks. I'm going to follow the tracks. There is still the chain along the wall. Are you moving away from Do the I have to let go of the chain to follow the tracks? No, you don't. I guess not with the bat. No. Okay, cool. All right. You get to what you assume the pitchfork is. Not the pitchfork, sorry. The, the fork the in the road. road. Yeah. You can feel that the train tracks go in both directions. They must split. Well, we are Heracles. I guess we must invoke the rule of Theseus and take the right fork. Does that mean letting go of the chain? No, the chain's on the right wall, so you Great. don't need to let go. Excellent. You keep making your way there? I do. It's still pitch black. You Adam, can't see anything. I'm, the grip is irrelevant to me. The grip? The group. Oh, the group. Yeah, like you're like, how long do you want to spend down? And I'm like, oh, Adam, the pretense of me getting back to the group is gone. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, you can't see anything. No, I know. Okay. Cool. No, what I, what, sorry, when, when, when you told me to go down here and you're like, how long do you want to spend away from the group? And oh, I'm like, I, I don't give a shit about the group, oh, Adam. I see. You keep making your way further and further in. After a little while... Uh, as, I, as, I, as I go along, maybe a couple of meters or so, I want to take a photo now that I'm in that fork. I've okay. chosen that path to see what's ahead of me. Adam, this is a great mechanic that you've given me. <laughs> you light up the area in front of you. You can see that the tracks come out of the water. So the water is going to stop in a maybe 10, 15 meters. The water, the tracks come out and you can see that there's some sort of switching station. And just beyond the switching station, there's a large open area. You only catch like a brief glimpse of it. But yeah, there's some, like a cavern or some open area. Is the chain still there too? Yeah, the chain is all the way there. Excellent. I keep chain and baseball batting my way along the tracks. Okay. Towards the switch in the open area. You get to the switching station. There's like a lot of stuff here in the dark at the switching station that you just don't see. There's like wooden beams and stuff. Take a photo. All right. Well, uh, am I on about 25, 26 photos? You've been keeping track? In my head, I think I'm on about 25. The camera will tell you there will be a number on it. I can't see it. There is a way to. Take a photo. Do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Six photos. I've taken six, so that would mean I'm on 26. All right. I'm confident in that, Adam. Okay. (laughs) Good. Can't wait to be lost in the dark. All right. What do you do? Um... What did I see when I used the camera at the switch? Oh, you used it at the switching station? Cool, cool, cool. So you see that there is in the ground, there's some sort of... Uh, oh, actually, no, sorry. Quick check. Sorry, I just got to write down what I think I'm at. 26 out of 32. All right, so four successes. All right, I'm going to give you four things. Great. First thing. You can see that off to your side, there is a side passageway. It was concealed as you were coming down here, but there's, so the the main track that you can follow that leads to that big open space, but there's also now something that goes off to your right. You can see that the ground is like carved out a bit so that the track can rotate as it needs. And you think that it can rotate so that something can be wheeled on the track 
down that side passage. Yep. You see a bit more of the open space. The open space has a bridge spanning it that you know that if you continue on this track, you will be walking across that bridge. And then the fourth thing is that you see something move. How big? At the other end of the bridge, in this big open space, something big moves. <sighs> Fuck. I'm, I, I would be scared of this. However, mm-hmm. you possumed me. Mm-hmm. Having said that, something big. It wouldn't be a crocodile because we're in New South Wales and not in far north Queensland. So a saltwater croc in a mine it seems unlikely. Unless Adam is an idiot. Which seems likely. I, I do live with you. Um, I could fight a crocodile. <laughs> with a baseball bat? Yeah. All right. Crocodiles can't see in the dark. Sure. Where does it Terrible go? Terrible sense of smell, I've heard. When it, when, when it moves, where does it go? It just, like, moves. You only get, like, the briefest flash with the light. It looks like it, it only moved maybe a foot. Down the tunnel or towards me? From left to right. Towards me? No, 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 no. I mean, like... Oh, so it's, it's on a different access to, access yeah. to me. Oh, All right, sorry. cool. Um, it's on the other end of the bridge that spans the large area. All right, what I do is I'm at the switch, right? Mm-hmm. And I came past the tunnel to get to the switch, or is the switch at where that little side tunnel is? You are currently at a T intersection. Just you've, before the switch. Yeah. You've got a forwards and a backwards, and you've got a passageway off to your right. Forwards is over the bridge. Forwards would lead you over to the bridge, yeah, in that big Where area. I saw the shadow thing yes. move. I'd like to take another photo. All right. Aiming for the spot where I thought I saw something move. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.